you have me? The Dr. Bly Podcast, coming in three, two, one. Zero. You have unlocked more intel. Okay, I have Dr. Bly on the line for you. Congratulations are in order to you. A tip of the hat for making it into the Dr. Bly Podcast Bunker. I'm Paul Cook. It's an old Y2K bunker that somehow, you know, nothing happened from Y2K and we got the bunker for cheap. It's, it's our, well, we got all kinds of food stored up. I'm just kidding. We're out and about Dr. Richard Bly holding his head proud, practicing medicine for decades, helping people feel better, get better, be healthier, and be happier. 777 building in Creve Corps off of Ballas. And he's got questions. He is a researching maniac and he's been treating people. These two things go together with COVID at the apex and many questions need to be answered. Controversial stuff coming up. You have earned more intel. You're the Energizer Bunny though. I well, mean, I don't know about that, but, um, you know, being around you just kind of keeps me going because you've got a lot of energy. So <laughs> until I just drop at the end of the night and, uh, well, I'll probably be dropping with you. Paul. <laughs> okay. So the vaccine, uh, we kind of alluded to it, you know, all of this has been geared towards the vaccine and now many, many people are getting it thousands, hundreds of thousands a day. What are you hearing? What are you seeing the latest on the vaccine? Well, we're seeing a lot of people with side effects from the vaccine. Um, it can be things like neurological symptoms. Mm. It can be things like terrible fatigue that they have. You know, but we're also seeing blood clotting issues. We're seeing people dying of those blood clotting issues. Um, we're seeing, you know, issues with women complaining of all of a sudden their menstrual cycle's not the same. Yeah, irregular. And the scary thing for me is, you know, people need to know this is not an FDA-approved vaccine. What do you mean? It, it has never been approved by the FDA. It is a wow. vaccine for emergency use, mm -hmm. you know, but they're saying, oh, it's okay to use it in pregnant women. We had no studies in pregnant women. That is an and now it's like, note. oh, it's okay to use it in children. We had no clinical trials on children saying what the long-term safety is going to be. Which is what you would need to Typical be Typical vaccine is going to take five to six years to come out. Critics would jump in there and say, oh, oh, you're talking eight or nine people from the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine, you know, had blood clots. But, oh, my gosh, some of this data, about 4,400 deaths. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I've, if you look at, you know, vaccines in general, and I was in the military when the swine flu vaccine came mm -hmm. out. And what we saw there, I was seeing people with uh, getting Guillain-Barre syndrome. But, you know, when they started that vaccine and then end up, they had probably like about 25 deaths and then they just stopped giving it. Hmm. You know, and that's not, that's not a lot of deaths. Right. You know, and if you look at all of the vaccines over the past 20 years, there's been a few thousand deaths, you know, yeah. maybe three, 4,000 deaths. But, you know, Total. since we started giving the COVID vaccine, which has not been very long, we'd have over 4,000 deaths yeah. and over 10,000 hospitalizations, you know, and that should be a red flag. So why isn't this vaccine being pulled with those numbers of deaths? Yeah. And that's probably underreporting. Uh. 
So it's like, what is the reason for that? Uh, that's another thing we can examine. I always take it off of the science and medicine, but the way they are showing us the data, the way they are asking the questions, you know, the, the Governor Cuomo, how they were counting the nursing homes. So that's another thing that needs to be examined. And, and I noticed in some of this uh, data that it, it goes across the companies, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer. It didn't uh, discriminate many of these deaths, like they said, and they blamed it all on Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, they did. And it was kind of interesting because there were probably more deaths from Pfizer and Moderna, <laughs> you know, and then they had six from Johnson & Johnson. They were shut down pretty quickly. Yes. So why was Johnson & Johnson shut down pretty quickly? Peculiar. When they probably had more deaths and issues coming from the Pfizer and Moderna. That made no sense. I really not. Because they're like, oh, I'm thinking, you know, okay, so, you know, six deaths in a few million people vaccinated, not huge, yeah. something to look at, something to follow. But, you know, but we've had more than that with the other vaccines. So why are they not stopping any of those? And we don't know some in network or group that is more behind one and against the other. And somebody's kind of edging the numbers here. Like, let's make sure Johnson & Johnson gets moved aside. That's just horrible for the people, for the general public. Well, and I think the other scary thing for me is that these companies making these vaccines have no liability at all. Really? None at all. Can't come back So you on. can't sue them mm. for anything. Now, that's you know? a revelation. I don't think everybody knew that. Oh, yeah, you cannot. They have total blanket immunity, you know, so they can't be sued, you know. And I think like everything in life or everything bad in life, mm -hmm. you, know, you end up, you say, you know, you need to follow the money, yes, you know. Yes. So the guys who are running these big companies are making billions and billions of dollars, you know. Oh, my God. And then so without having studies, it's okay to go ahead and use it in pregnant women. Yeah. And then, yeah, so you've had, you know, 100 women who are pregnant get the vaccine and miscarry. And some of them miscarried like it's seven months out. I mean, crazy stuff. And then you're having a lot of women saying, I got the vaccine. Now I have all these irregular periods and weird things going on. Yeah. Um, not enough is known. Not enough Rushed is known. Out. And then we're rushing to give it to children. Um, and, you know, what I found scary about that is when I started reading studies showing this with these types of viruses that are made from these RNA viruses, mm -hmm. that they saw a lot of uh, infertility in animal studies. And that's a big thing. It's the a big infertility thing. here and not even just women, sperm and that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, it affects the ovum, uh, ovaries. It affects, affects sperm. It affects the placenta. And that's where you're probably seeing some of the miscarriages going on. Um, but, you know, so we're going to give it to children when we've had no studies on how it's going to affect fertility long term. That Are we going to make, you know, a, an entire generation infertile? Oh my I mean, what would that be in terms of its impact on our entire society? It seems like a movie or something that Tom Hanks would star in and run around. I mean, to make a generation infertile. I mean, the the it, it, we're not saying it's happening, but the steps are there where something like that could happen. If you had a 15-year-old daughter, would you have her get the uh, vaccine? No, I would not. Mm. I would not. And certainly I would not want to have any of my grandchildren vaccinated, mm -hmm. you know, but then they're trying to say, well, they can't go to school until they're vaccinated. Right. 
right. which makes no sense because young children, 99.99% chance if they get the virus, they're not going to be very sick. Right. I heard that it's 0.02 mortality yeah. rate from COVID, not they're, even a 1%. It's very low. And then the other thing is they're not super spreaders. Mm. You, know, you would think kids are super spreaders with the flu or anything like that. And you think those kids who were sitting around with masks and watching TV mm-hmm. and everyone on TV saying, oh, my God, these children are going to be killing your grandparents. Yes. All right. the old people. That was being And sad. reality is they don't really spread the disease much. You know, so it's what so it makes no sense. That is crazy. And then you're still having teachers who don't want to come back to the classroom, mm-hmm. you know, or they want to have the kids in masks still. Yeah. You know, it's just totally insane. Beer made everyone crazy, and maybe there's a malicious side, but uh, it definitely became a bargaining chip for some teacher associations in in getting better conditions. Uh, it seemed kind of got wrapped up. The purpose was a little bit murky. But and I think, and I think we're not going to know probably for years. You know what is going to be the uh, psychological effect on these children of the vaccine. From- or vaccine, or even from wearing masks. Oh, wow. Or, you know, hearing all the time, like, you know, they're going to kill grandma. They're going to kill grandpa. I can remember my wife's daughter, who's 28, came home, and she was afraid to even hug her mom. Wow. You know, she that afraid something real. bad was going to happen to her. You know, so this intense wow. fear that, you know, we're just going to kill people. Oh, my gosh. You know, and then you take a young child who doesn't understand that. And you're like, you know, you can't go around grandma. You can't go around grandpa because you may kill him. Well, what is that kid going to think? And grandparents are so important. And that's a trauma to a kid, an eight-year-old kid that doesn't understand it. I mean, that's proven that that kind of trauma happens with that scolding of going to hurt or kill someone. You know, I know of a case where a a mom had back surgery and she was very, it was very delicate. And the the boy hadn't seen her for a a couple months. And when he met her at the hospital, she was in a wheelchair and he ran up, mommy, and jumped on her lap. And the grandparents there and the caretakers all went, ah, you know, like, oh, no. And he, he really noticed that. And years later, looking into that, that caused damage because it was never dealt with that trauma of you're going to hurt mom. And he had to then protect mom as he grew up. And I know this sounds very psychological, but it's true. No, I think it is true. And I think we still will not have a clear view of what kind of effect this is going to have on children for years to come. Adults may be a little more resilient, at least in having so much more life experience before this crazy anomaly. But kids, it happens right in those formative years for them. Yeah. But this is, I mean, looking at my practice, this has affected every patient I know. Is that right? You know, every patient I know comes in, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. And then you're thinking, and it's, you know, people who are even, it's not like an economic issue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like they've lost a job or anything like that, you know, but they're just anxious as to what's going to happen, you know. And now it's kind of like, well, now what's going to happen to the economy? Yeah. You know, what's going to happen to my retirement? Trauma. You know, what if we have another wave of this? You know, what is going to happen? When you have cancer, you know, like uh, we've talked about, I had, that's the thing people don't talk about. It's when you're healthy, back, the back of your mind thinking, 
when's it coming? You know, is it going to be there? And you start to read the signs, the tea leaves. It's, is it coming back? I mean, that's exactly what this could be. People don't know if it won't come back. Uh, you, you said it, a, a very interesting thing on the other side of it, that once you've had it, it's possible. Tell us a little bit about that, that you're, you have those antibodies. Yeah, and they just came out with a study. I saw today it came out of Washington University here in St. Louis saying that, you know, majority of people who have had COVID will probably have immunity for life. You know, <laughs> but that's you. not what we're saying. Now we're saying not only did you have two, now you have to need a third vaccine. Mm. You know, mm. when we probably are at the point right now where we have enough herd immunity in this country that – Maybe we don't need any of these vaccines. Maybe we shouldn't be giving them to people mm. and it, and certainly not be giving them to groups where there's been very little testing. Pregnant women probably shouldn't be taking them and certainly not giving them to children who are at low risk yeah. or not big spreaders and it might affect their fertility. Wow. You know, that those are huge things. Yeah, um, and then I think arguing what, on that. And then I think on a social um, level, what this comes down to is we're looking back now over the last several months and all of these censorship of everything. You know, Facebook, what just came out today and said, you know, we're not going to take you off for saying that the virus could have come from China. <laughs> you know. They're um, saying that? Oh they, my gosh. I, I read that today that, you know, all of a sudden they're not going to knock you off for saying this came from a, a lab in China. That means because they were it, before. Because <laughs> it looks like it probably came from a lab in China, yes. most likely. You know, was it malicious? I don't know. Was it an accident at the lab? Who knows? But then the other scary things is who helped finance this lab? Mm, do you know? You know CDC. The CDC. Fauci was involved in financing this Financing lab. the lab there in China. In Wuhan, Wuhan, specifically. Wow. And then they also you don't hear that talked about. Was, were involved in gain of function, which yes. means- Tell us about that. It means weaponizing a virus. Gain of function. Why would we ever give a foreign power like China, you know, give them techniques to increase the virility of a bioweapon? Would you do it to study it in case someone else did it? Or was that just pretty you know, we're uh, studying naive? The, we're probably studying those things here in our country at certain facilities. Yeah. But would you give that away to someone else Yeah. anyway? No. Or what would be the rationale in giving that information to them? We have gotten cozy in many ways with China that are quite dangerous. Well, I think we have. And we were talking earlier, you know, about, you know, you know all of our medications being made in yeah. China. I mean, that's crazy. And the number of just common antihypertensive drugs I've seen that have been pulled off the market because they're made in China and there are carcinogens in them. Mm. So they have to pull it off the market. So who's really checking that stuff out? And is it safe as a country to have all of our medications made in a foreign country? No, Makes not no one we sense, owe so no much money to and no. is a communist country. I mean, it we is. forget about that. They just hate 100 years of communism in China, something we, uh, I, I get, you know, obviously we totally disagree with, with the human rights and all of that, but we're partnering with them on uh, weaponizing, you know, the drug or, yeah. or, or the, even the disease. It's very crazy. And, and you know, China censors everything, mm. you know, and then, you know, another big company, Google 
has helped them with their AI so they can basically spy on everybody. So they develop, you know, you get a social score in China. You know, if your social score is not good, which means if you're not doing what they tell you you should do, you're not acting the way that you you should be, then you're not going to get into that university. You're not going to get that job. Science you know, fiction is what that sounds like. Do we want like. anything like that in the U.S.? Do we want to move in that direction? There's a show about that on Netflix, Black Mirror, I think it is, and you have a social score for when you walk around and you can see anybody else's social score, you know, like, and I mean, that just seems so unrealistic. It also is a sign of the apocalypse being numbered is really in Revelation. It is. But to see that is scary, and that is absolutely true. That's not conjecture about... The social score. They talk about that. And no, they it, do. That, that's a way, a 1984 kind of way to uh, make you do what they want, as you said. And I believe, in all honesty, there are people in, in this country who want it to be the same thing way here. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to know what you're doing all the time. You know, and they probably know so much about us now just because of being on, on Google, Google, being on social media. Yeah. You know. And so they know everything we're go- doing, everywhere we go, you know, everything That's the small we print. say. When you get an ID you know. on Google, that is the small print yeah. that they can look at what you're doing. And now there's some pretty cool search engines created that don't track right. for data and uh, for advertising as well. But, wow, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting how it's all a little bit connected here. I know it's an old movie and probably a cheesy line, but I keep feeling... The words dangerous liaisons in here because there is, well, a lot of suspicious coupling activity between us and nations that maybe don't have our best interests in mind. And maybe COVID has helped shine a light on that if it's done anything at all. And I want to get Dr. Bly's opinion on that and experience. I'm Paul Cook hosting along with you the dr bly podcast thanks for listening next episode next episode